moving on. We've studied four of the seven letters so far. Now we're uh, going to cover the last three. get to the right reference. <coughs> Revelation chapter 3, uh, we're going to read down to verse 6. And the Bible says, And unto the angel of the church of Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God, and the seven stars. Jesus says again, I know thy works that thou hast a name that thou livest and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white remnant, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels." He that hath an ear, let him hear. Let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Does anybody recognize this number? 186,000 miles per second. Speed of light. Speed of light. I, I thought Ron might know. Huh? Lucky guess. Speed of light. 186,000 miles per second. So what that says is the North Star, one of the brightest stars in our sky, the light that comes from that star takes 33 years to get to Earth. 33 years. So that star last night, if you were able to look up in the sky and see it, today it might be dead and burned out. And guess what? We wouldn't know for years to come. You're looking at light. Today, you were looking at light that was emitted 33 years ago from that star. Isn't that phenomenal? The sun, eight seconds. Takes the, the light from the sun, eight seconds to get here. James. Thank you. Um, so if the sun were ever to burn out, we wouldn't know for eight seconds. <laughs> right? I mean, that star, you're looking at what was done, I mean, um, what is it, 20, 23, 33 years, 90? 1990, where were you guys at in 1990? That's the slot you're looking at. It's, it's almost kind of like a backwards time machine. And that's kind of what we're dealing with in Sardis here. Sardis itself was a community about 30 miles from uh, Thyatira that we studied last time. Um, it, was kind of, it was built up on a hill. And strangely, if you study out the way it was built, it was built and they had these three steep sheer walls around the city. I mean, they were so sheer and so steep that 
Nobody could penetrate them. I mean, you couldn't climb these walls. But on the one side, there was kind of this rocky path that led up to the city. So it thought it was a pretty formidable city. Uh, but one time uh, they uh, there was a uh, I don't know who it was but they were uh, attacking Sardis and they were trying to take the city over and what ha what they did was they waited some soldier I guess dropped his helmet from the top of that mountain and it rolled down that steep hill so he goes down there to pick up his helmet and on his way back up one of the other armies followed him on that path without him knowing it was able to figure out the path, attack the city, and conquered it. So you, man, we got one weak spot, right? Probably ought to fix that. 300 years later, the same exact thing happens with another enemy. So they're used to kind of being taken over, and, and they know defeat. You would think they would be very formidable, but for whatever reason, they were able to be overcome really fairly easily both times they were attacked. The, of course, Sardis was the church that we're talking about in Revelation was the only church in Sardis. It was, when you're talking about these churches, these seven churches, these churches were the only churches in that community that were preaching this, the gospel. There might be other Roman churches or, or, or churches that worship different gods. But as far as churches that worship Jehovah God, this was it. So in Sardis, you went to this one church. And it was, it would appear like the light from that star. It would appear to be a living church if you walked into it today. If you walked into the church of Sardis, you would see a church maybe just like Central bunch of people, ministries, activity, bus ministry, everything. But if you stayed for any length of time and really got to kind of knowing what was going on, you'd find it dead. You'd find it a dead church. What's, what's Christ say in verse 1? These things saith he that hath the seven spirits, God and seven stars, I know thy works. It's a common theme throughout these letters, right? He knows. <laughs> I mean, you, you just can't, you can't hide it from him, right? He, I know thy works, and thou hast a name. They had a reputation. And they were living off that reputation. And you know people like that, too? They're, kind of, they're not really doing anything today, but they still, they're still always talking about you know, maybe a successful point down the road. Um, they're still kind of living off their reputation, but they're not as they're not as productive today as maybe they could be, or an organization like that. They're just kind of living off the reputation. But when you go in there, maybe a restaurant like that. To me, that's like Green Door. I used to love Green Door. In Ark City. When I was a kid, that's where I went every birthday. My dad would take me one place on my birthday, and I always chose Green Door. But that was 30-some years ago. So Cindy and I go up there a while back. James. Huh? Back then? Probably. Well, I loved it. <laughs> 
But now we went up there a few months ago, and it was like, nah. and there's a sign on the door that says for sale. You know, and it had the exact same decor it did 30 some years ago. And they're kind of living off the reputation. Um, but from what is today, if you stay long enough, you're going to find out it's not what it used to be. It's not what it used to be. And for a restaurant, eh, you know, is it train wreck? But for a church, for a church, for for Christ, for God, that right here in His Word to say, "Thou that thou hast a name that thou livest, but you're dead." These are letters read to the church, so they're sitting there in this church. I got a letter from God for us. You're a dead church. Yikes. I mean, that's, that's a serious thing. I was doing some studying. Anybody ever heard of the town Colma, California? Huh? Uh, over by San Francisco. Anybody ever heard of that town? So, San Francisco, back in the early, uh, or late 1800s, early 1900s, it was, you know, California, it was just growing crazy. They had so many graveyards uh, uh, in San Francisco that San Francisco passed a law that said no more dead people can be buried in San Francisco. And in about 1910, they went so far as to serve all of the current cemeteries in San Francisco eviction notices for everybody. <laughs> which I found this interesting. It's an interesting story. They served eviction notices. They said, you got to move all these bodies out. We need this property for growth, for development. So each family was served an eviction notice. So if you had five relatives, you were served five eviction notices. It was going to cost you $10 per body to have it moved out of that cemetery and put somewhere else. So they began digging up all of these bodies, and they took them outside of the city limits of San Francisco and, and started reburying them. Many of them, the families were like, I ain't paying 10 bucks to move Uncle so-and-so. You can put them where you want, right? <laughs> so they put them in mass graves even. Thus, in 1924, the town of Colma, California was incorporated. Today, the motto in Colma, California is, it is great to be alive in Colma. <laughs> I went to the city website yesterday and was looking at it. The population of Colma is 1,538 people. Extremely small town, right? There are 1.5 million dead people in Colma, California. 16 cemeteries. So Colma is known for what we would even call uh, a necropolis. A necropolis being just a very large cemetery. Um, Sardis was known for having a necropolis. A, ne a necro ne necropolis, I'm sorry. Sardis was known for that. You could see it from 
miles away up on that hill, the, the tombs and the bodies, the, the kind of heaps of dirt that you know, or are the signs of a cemetery. You could see it from miles away. Sardis was even known for that. So Sardis was even kind of known as being a dead town with the dead church. I found it just phenomenal about the, the story of, of Colma. I mean, that would be a town you'd call dead, right? I'm sure they try to get industry to come to town, and you're, they're like, hey, what's, so what's going on in Colma? Well, we spend pretty much all our time mowing. <laughs> weed eating. Weed eating. A lot of weed eating. There's some pretty famous people buried in Colma. Uh, Mickey, uh, not Mickey Mantle, uh, Willie McCovey, Wyatt Earp, and Josephine Earp are buried there in uh, Colma. Uh, just a kind of an interesting story. I'd never heard of Colma, but um, just I thought it was a pretty neat little story. But it's a dead town. I, I mean, if you're looking for what, what would you describe a dead community to be, I think that would be it. But Sardis was the same way. They they had they were known for their cemeteries. So you got Sardis's church there that was not producing. I mean, we're going to have a business meeting tonight, and I thought it flowed well. We're going to talk about what we've done over the past year, and even that's really not an indication of an alive church. It's not. You can be having baptisms every week and be dead. You really can. We can be having uh, 800, 400 kids in Awanas every week and still be a dead church. There's a, there's a spirit in the church that has to exist for it to be an alive church. Um, and as we plan for next year, what's the plans and how, how are we going to maintain the spirit of God here. That's the key. You know, as you're voting for leadership, who's going to carry on that spirit that God wants that's going to continue for this church to be alive? Or are we just living off our past 80 years of reputation in Ponca? God forbid that's the case, right? I think there might be some churches in town that are living off past reputation. Man, we used to have, it would be how the sentence would start, right? You used to come in here and see the pews full. And people sang there was a spirit in the congregation. Man, we had this one preacher, and when he preached, oh, moved people's hearts. Used to, right? Do, do we now? Um... You know, that's, we don't, reputation is a big thing. It take you know, it, 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 go back in, you know, older days, uh, men would fight duels on reputation, right? You know, you attack somebody's reputation, that's a huge uh, circumstance. So the, the ability of a church to build a reputation of good works of gospel preaching, of people discipled and going out and seeing more saved and having ministries where those saved are even discipled. You know, we, we can have all these baptisms, but are we discipling those new members? Are we teaching them to one day lead 
Are we teaching them to one day share their faith? You know, Faith Bible Institute is one of those discipleship kind of programs where, yeah, it takes some time out of your day. Maybe it takes some time out of your week, but now you're you come out of that with maybe a renewed spirit, a confidence, even maybe to be able to teach God's word with with a little bit of confidence to be able to kind of understand the theology of our King James Bible and and uh, you know the and thus the foundation of our faith to be able to describe the doctrines that we stand firm on I mean if 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 that's being discipled if you're saved and baptized but you're just kind of here every week. Are you alive? I mean, is your faith really alive at that point? I, I, I would have an argument to say maybe not. If you're not um, growing to the point that you can then do something. It's not about works, is it? But James says faith without works is what? Dead. Dead. <coughs> Dead. Thus, you have a dead church if we have too many people like that. Yeah, I think even in Sardis, there were people in that church that were alive and had a spirit for God. No doubt. <coughs> but the majority didn't. And sometimes when that starts to happen, it stifles out the ones that do. Um, I have not asked Pastor this question, but I imagine he hears it. I know I was listening to some other um, pastors and preachers on this topic and, and doing some reading, and, and several of them commented on this, that as a pastor, they often get asked the question from potential members, something along the lines of, I'm currently at a church that's dead. How long should I stay? I don't think that, I, I think that's probably true. A lot of people probably do that you know because we tend to join a church and stay there sometimes because it's you know it's the family thing and you know grandma and grandpa used to go and, and now I do and um, but how, how long do you stay if a church is dead find an alive one or do the things that Jesus is going to tell us in the next few verses that we'll study uh, in, the, in the next few weeks to revive that church. Take it upon yourself. Let's get that church revived back. I looked at one study that had uh, back in 2019, 4,500 churches closed their door in that year. 2019. So I really wanted to see, well, that was pre-COVID. So what is it now? So the one study I found post-COVID said up to 150 clothes per week now. Which, if my math, if I remember my math, because I forgot my notes this morning, so I'm going off memory. If it was 7,400 a year. So almost double post-COVID, and which seems reasonable to me. Seems reasonable. 
7,400 churches a year close, 150 a week closing their doors. <coughs> Dead churches. Dead churches. Go out to Longwood Cemetery, which is where my grandparents and mother and, and uh, others are buried. There's a dead church right next door. That church building is sitting empty. It always kind of, I always think about it when I'm out there. You know, they have a playground next door, and there's an old rusted maybe bus in that, I think. Can you use your imagination and imagine what used to happen there on a Sunday evening during a fellowship? People being saved, preaching. Now it's dead, sitting empty. Rusted up. It's just sad. It's sad. And and do you think we're um, graduating that many preachers out of Heartland and the other? Uh, are there that many new preachers coming out nowadays? I would uh, be willing to bet probably not that many to be able to take up that kind of burden. 7,000 a year or more. Which is, and I applaud uh, Pastor for this, for this. I think he's on the right track. Which is why we invest so much in Heartland Baptist because there's a need for people qualified people to go into the ministry and what better place to invest in than preachers that are going to go out and and build churches you know we look at brother Tim up in Nixon now we got a part in that and you know we're seeing what he's doing there, Brother Jose up in Indiana, um, and and there's others all over the place that Central Baptist Church has had a hand in. It's just like in Brownsville, you couldn't even find a Bible teaching Baptist church, and the one we found had like ten of us come yeah. on a Sunday. Yeah, you know, and that was ten a big of us, crowd. and that was yes. If we got fifteen, you, we were. Oh, that was over. Yeah. It was hard to find. When we live in Connecticut, you couldn't find a Baptist church. I mean, it was all Unitarians. Yeah. And you didn't hear anything. (laughs) (laughs) So it's real hard for people to get to know the Lord when it's not preached. When it's not preached. No, no doubt. You know, and we attended many churches, and you just... Well, you couldn't. We thought, we you could pick well, any of them out there, and you didn't get what you were. Being might as well stay home and study by yourself. Then well, isn't it true that just because they have church on the building yeah. <laughs> doesn't yeah. necessarily mean mean much? Get, yeah, you, you don't know what you're going to get. You're trying to. You want that? Yeah, I want to make sure I didn't leave it. Here. <laughs> okay. So it's really kind of sad because some people seeking seeking the Lord. And where do they go they to find it? Church, and they don't. They can't find. it. Even oh, oh. back in Oklahoma, Rich and I went, what, three different churches? Four. And we couldn't find <laughs> and I don't want to hear about his golf game. I don't want to hear about this book that some guy wrote. I want to hear about this book. It's real hard to find those people. I love my father-in-law. Uh, Cindy was talking to him this week. He's been kind of over to the house helping take care of Grayson with Cindy because she's, of course, got the healing thing going. Um, so between the two of them, they're able to lift him. Um, but uh, they were on Sight and Sound, and they were watch. Cindy was showing them those uh, shows on the app, and they were watching. So Cindy wanted to do it in order of of the Bible. Yeah. So she's like, "Okay, we watched Noah, or we watched Bose. I can't remember now." Uh, but she goes, "We're trying to watch these in order." So she's like, "Dad, which one's next?" And he didn't, he couldn't figure it out. He'd been in church his whole life. 
but he didn't understand the, how the Bible was all kind of put together and there's a chronological story to it. And he just doesn't know because they haven't taught. That's one of the things when we started coming to Central. I, you know, we'd been in church on and off, honestly, our whole lives and, and a lot with Cindy's parents. And it was like we were hearing some new things. I don't, you know, we weren't new Christians, but it was like we were here new. And then you take back Faith Bible Institute and you go through this thing and it's like, wow, okay, I see this now. And it, that's a, that's a growing church. You know, we're <laughs> discipling people to be able to do those things. So, um, it's just sad, you know, when I, when we're studying dead churches and what comes, what makes a church dead? What do you think, what's the first thing that comes in? And there's really one thing. Sin. Sin comes in and then we go back to the other churches we've studied. There's sin in some of these other churches and what are, what are, what's their approach to it? Ignoring it? There, uh, go back to uh, Thyatira. They were promoting it. They're, they're teaching sin. You know, so, you know, we got... Teaching sin, I mean, now that I'd say 50% of them are more. say, well, yeah. They don't teach against it. They no, just allow it. They allow it. And I mean, it's... I mean... Yeah, I mean, you got gays and lesbians teaching church and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, how can that even be... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a dead church. That's a dead church. That's a, If you have that going on in your church, I, 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 I'm going to have to suggest that's a dead church. Yeah. If it's gotten to that point that they're teaching or in leadership, or, and, and I, you know, again, they're the victim of the of Satan, not the enemy. Okay, uh, so we pray for them, we love them, but it should never get to that point that they're in that position. Others should have stepped in and said, "No, um, you, we have this issue, and you're going to have to fix it." You're going to have to fix it. You're going to have to get right. You're going to have to repent. And then we'd, we'd love to have you a part of our church. Love to have you teaching. But not in the current situation. Not in, your, in, in, in the current uh, issue. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I found it interesting. You know, you can have businesses or individuals that always live on reputation. And Sardis is living off of a reputation. Uh, I think we're approaching 85 years. Is that right? 90. 90? We had 85. Yeah, we had 85. Now we're approaching 90 years. We're getting close to 100. Think of that party we're going to have at 100, right? <laughs> we'll be partying. <laughs> <laughs> but. I'm looking down and waving. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we want to be sure that we're living in the today and continuing God's will and not living off the reputation of the past years. The past years. So, you know, keep that in mind tonight when you're sitting there in that business meeting, you know, as we're talking about year prior and moving toward the year forward. And I'm I'm hoping for something other than than resilience for next year. It's like glory, or you know, I don't know what something 
but you know we're uh, it, it's going to be uh, another phenomenal year. Every year is, and I, I I'm not worried about Central. Central's alive, but I think we should be just mindful of it. Pray about it. Uh-huh. Definitely pray it about it. Goes along it does. With it. I mean, it I does. Pick the first of the year before yeah. any of this happened, any of the stuff, and then and we had Easter Sunday after the roof was off. You know, there's no such. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe in fate. I don't believe in luck. All this stuff comes up, and um, and then God has these things occur. Look at we we designed a an academy at during a COVID year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, anybody else would have said we were crazy. And we did, and it's thriving, thriving because we did it during that time, which now we're in place to benefit from some of the government things that are coming up, which we never thought we would see. So it's just wonderful times, wonderful times. Brother, and then if we all, if we remember that, never let us think that we're we're the ones doing it, right? We're the ones doing it. Brother Bunny, you want to you want to say a prayer for us as we dismiss? Okay, so Father, we're so thankful to come into your house, study your word. It gives us all strength to keep going. We just know that everything we do, and Father, sometimes it needs to be managed. We just pray that you'll give us the strength and the we need. Amen. Amen.